Hey everyone. So for the finals, we're having a matchup that before the before the playoffs started, I didn't think I didn't think it was a bad matchup. I actually would have enjoyed it very much, and I still think I'm gonna enjoy it very much, just because I do believe at some point, probably before Game Three, Giannis will come back. So we have the Bucks making the finals for the first time since I think 1974. When they had Kareem and Oscar. And if you look at that finals. Kareem was just giving. I think it was the Celtics. Dave Cowan's the fucking blues. You know they lost that series. Mainly because. You know Oscar. Oscar was just way too old at that point. You know he wasn't good enough to be that second guy. And for the Celtics. They had Dave Cowan's who was pretty good. Very overrated. But like pretty good still. And then his second guy was John Havlicek, like still... Well, I still argue John Havlicek was the best player on that team. And Dave Cowens was the second guy, but like... Either way, like, those are two great 1A, 1B type players. So, you know, that's what the Cel- that's what the Celtics had. Meanwhile, the Bucks had Kareem and then... Just some pretty good players. But no second guy that can just step up when you need him to. Um, this Bucks team, however, I do think has that second guy. And Chris Middleton, I've always been a big fan of. I love his game. I just think he plays so smooth. I think there's just some games where he... I don't know. Something just gets into him where he just starts taking, like, forced shots. You know, I think he's capable of, you know, making a lot of shots, but, like, because he's not like KD where he's 6'11", that he can just shoot over everyone. You know, there when when you put a similar size defender on him who is actually good, you know, there are there are things that get taken away, so he can't go to all the moves. But he still goes to them like he's Kevin Durant. But when he does the moves that will work on this uh, defender that's like-sized and good, he's amazing. And I think, you know, he's he's shown... You know, more than a couple times now where when you need him to, he does step up. You look at these, you know, playoffs against the Nets. Game three, he stepped up. Game four, he was really good. Uh, Game six, he was really good. Game seven, he was pretty good. And, you know, he's he's got the whole package. He's kind of like a baby KD, but I... It's kind of like a baby KD mixed with like some Devin Booker. And um, yeah, you know, you can hit the mid-range. You can hit threes. His fucking shot is beautiful. Um, and tonight he did it again. You know, I think he had five points in the first half. And then in the second half, he had 27 points. So, you know, he just does this over and over again. And for the finals, my like from what, what I read is if... You know, Hawks, Bucks went to Game Seven. Giannis would play, so that leads me to believe that he might be able to go for Game One. But what what's really going to happen is they're going to try stealing Game One, and if they're not able to, he's going to play Game Two, or they're going to let that play out as well, and then he's going to come back for Game Three because for Game Three. They get two days off. So what it what it would be is 
He injured his game. He injured his leg in game four. So that's one day off, two days off, three days off, four days off, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. That would be eleven days off. And I think, I think that's a good amount of time off for an extend, uh, hyperextended knee. You know, especially if he was probably like sixty-five percent. If they needed him for game seven, like if he's okay to play, like. You do have to be a certain amount of healthy. So I do think Giannis will come back for the finals, probably game three, game two or game three. Um, you know, it's an interesting matchup because, you know, you got Drew on either Devin Booker or Chris Paul. Middleton, he's a good defender. I was so impressed with him in that Brooklyn series when he had to guard Kevin Durant and he said, yeah, I'm going to guard him. You know, P.J. Tucker got fouled out. He said, no, I got him. And he did get him. Like, he was really good on Kevin Durant. Um, you know, there's no Giannis, P.J. Tucker. You know, he's going to be guarding Devin and uh, Chris Paul a lot. Game five and game six, the Bucks started switching almost everything. You know, you saw Brooke Lopez on Trey Young a lot. You saw Brooke on Bogdan a lot. So, I don't know if they're going to continue doing that for the playoff. I mean, for the finals. They might because, you know, they might they might think that, hey, you know what, Brooke actually is better on the perimeter than we thought. You know, our help defense is better than what we thought. So maybe we can, instead of just giving up that mid-range jumper to Chris Paul and Devin Booker because we played that drop coverage, you know, let's switch it sometimes. Not every time, but let's switch it sometimes. Uh, Bobby Portis, you know, they switched with him too. So, you know, that's something they deployed this series for game five and six after Giannis went down and it looked it looked fine it looked fine you know Brooke gave like a couple feet of space you know enough where the other player can like the person he's guarding can shoot it but it's also enough space where Brooke can go out and contest it so I wonder what I I really that's something I'm going to be looking forward to just what they're going to do with that Uh, the other thing is you know, Drew Holiday, that net series, he was really bad. I thought in the Atlanta series, he was pretty good, like pretty good. And I still don't think he's had a series where he's just been on fire. And there's no better series to have that in than the finals. You know, you get to the finals and you just average 24 points, eight assists, you're shooting 45% from three, you know, to even everything out. Like, I could see that happening. Um, so the matchups on the other side, like the Sun, Chris Paul, like he's still a good help defender and like he'll guard people in the post every now and then, but he's not good enough to guard you. Like he's not an elite one-on-one defender anymore. So I'm not expecting him to guard Drew and you know Middleton. So it's gonna be it's gonna be I imagine Mikel on Drew and Jay on Middleton, or like reverse. And when Giannis come, and I, even when Giannis come back, I think those are going to be the matchups. And uh, Aiden's going to guard Giannis. You know, we'll see what they do with Brooks then, because it feels like they're involving Brook more, and Brook is showing to still be like a really good post up player, really strong post up player. So, 
So I wonder what they're going to do with that because maybe Chris Paul just has to guard Drew then so you can make the matchups like, you know, Chris Paul and Drew. Um, what's his name? Mikel on um, Middleton. Jay on Giannis. And then uh, Aiden on Brooke. Or you switch those words, Jay on Brooke, Aiden on Giannis. Um, it's going to be an interesting matchup like because I think the, both these teams are good enough. Like before the playoffs started, I thought both these teams were good enough to make the finals and win the finals. If you look at the Suns, they, aside from Devin Booker, they really have no one that they can pick up. Like, no no one on the team that the opponent can pick on. Like, you're not going to, like, even if you don't think Chris Paul is as good of a defender he was, you're not going to seek Chris Paul out. You're not seeking Mikel out. You're not really seeking Jay out. You're not really seeking Aiden out. And then off the bench, Cam- Cameron Johnson, he's a solid defender. I think he's been pretty good. Uh, Sarek, I guess you could, but if you have a big guy, I guess. Campaign, I think he's a solid defender. Like, you can probably pick on him for sure, but I think he's a solid defender. Tory Craig, you're not picking on Tory Craig. Nader, I think he gets a little too aggressive and you can't pick on that. Um, so, yeah, like the... the And the other thing with the Suns is that all of them can essentially shoot. Chris Paul can shoot. Devin can shoot. Mikel shoots. Jay shoots. Um, Cameron Johnson can shoot. Campaign can shoot. Sarek can shoot. Uh, Torrey Craig has become a good shooter. Or at least a solid shooter. So, like, and Nader can shoot. So, like, they all have, they just have players everywhere that can shoot. So, you got to be worried about them, like, on offense as well. Um, just speaking for this game uh, Trey just didn't look right like I've been saying this about Trey for so long and I it's just like I sound like a hater about this but I'm really not like I like Trey a lot but like you can see that he's not that great of a shooter he's not that great of a shooter and I don't know what the fuck Drew Holiday was doing the entire series where He's guarding him like it's Steph fucking Curry and guarding him at like half court. No, just keep letting him shoot like those 30-footers. He's actually not that great of a three-point shooter. He shot with like 32% in the playoffs. Like 34% in the regular season. Nah, you let him shoot those. You get a hand up and you just live with it. So that was one thing I never understood where like they gave him so much respect from three when he hasn't actually earned it. Um... But he didn't look right. Uh, Collins, you know, he's, like I said, he's invisible when you're playing him next to an actual center. Um, You know, it was a good game. Like, the first half, it was, like, very ugly. It was, like, 47, 43. Um, not Not great basketball. But in that third quarter that's when Middleton just went up they scored 44 points and even though that the Hawks scored 29 Middleton was just too much um you know you had 32 4 and 7 Drew with 27 9 and 9 four steals two blocks um what one thing I've noticed like I've talked about this before the PJ Tucker still in the starting lineup I feel like I don't I feel like you don't need that anymore. I feel like you should probably go with Connington just because he's just it's just the the offense is just so much more dynamic with him in the game. And uh 
like I've talked about this with the Bucks too, and I like the Bucks got up I think twenty in the fourth quarter, and I still never thought the game was over, just because the Bucks play like such dickheads, where they don't value possessions, they just take quick threes, and it's like, no, you're up twenty, let's let's run some nice sets, let's eat the clock, and let's win. But they're like, no, we have to turn this into a six-point game with four minutes left now. That's what we have to do. And it's like, why are you guys? Why, like, why don't you care about possessions? That's what you should be caring about. And that to me seems like a bud thing because I feel like when I've watched the players before they got into the bud system, they weren't playing like this. Like, I don't remember Drew playing like that, where he's just jacking up three after three. You know, he took 12 tonight. He made 4 out of 12, like 33%. It's like, that's not great. And, like, he took just some wild threes. You know, you don't have to just take a three every time with 20 seconds left on the shot clock. Sometimes you don't have to do that. Um, And then you look at the Suns on the other hand. I don't think the Suns will ever lose a lead when they're up 20. Like, I don't think they're ever going to lose. They get up 20... They're going to win that game because they, they value possessions. Chris Paul and Devin Booker, they're going to get the good shots. They're going to get that you know, mid-range jumper that they hit at 50%. Like they're going to get that. Um, and they're going to eat up the clock too. Like They're going to take 15 seconds before they do that. Um, any other matchup I'm looking forward to? I don't think so. I don't think I am. Um, Bogdan was pretty good today. Uh, Herder, the Herder thing really, you know, went off because, you know, he hasn't been good. Cam Reddish, he came to play. Cam Reddish is one of those players where when he has it going, you just keep him in. But if he starts off like 0 for 2, 0 for 3, nah, you're not playing no more, bro. Uh, Gallo, he's been really good like the entire playoffs. He's been good for them. Um... With the Hawks, like, I remember, it's going to sound dumb, but, like, I remember when I got 2K21, I was going through the rosters, and I was uh, looking at the players to pick, I mean, the team to pick, and I saw the Hawks, and I was like, wait a goddamn minute here. Trey Young, 89. Bogdan, like, 79, 80, 81, whatever the fuck he was. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, 80. John Collins, 85. Capella, 85. Like, Yo, that's a nice team. That's a nice team. And then they got Gallo off the bench. Like, that's a nice team. So that's what I thought. And, like, I, I thought that the Hawks would actually be good this year just because of that. And they exceeded my expectations. But I still think them, expedi- ex- them exceeding my expectations had more to do with the, the teams that they faced than they did, like, me being, like, in, so impressed by the Hawks. Because that Knicks team, I don't know what the fuck happened with Julius Randle. He just missed all the shots he was making in the regular season. And, like, I've been giving the Hawks defense a lot of credit, so it's not me hating on the Hawks defense. You know, I've talked about it, like, 35 times now, where the Hawks defense has been top 10 since Nate McMillan took over, and they played, like, the equivalent of a top 5 defense in the playoffs. Um, so I've been a fan of their defense. Like, I think Nate's a really good defensive coach. He gets people to buy in. 
and you know all of that but like I still looked at Julius Randle and I was like no no these are shots I saw you making the regular season now you're not making them and then the then the playoffs against uh, the 76ers I've been saying this about Ben Simmons forever too like someone found my comment I had on Reddit maybe like four or five months ago where when the 76 were the one seed someone asked who's the most overrated young player in the league and I said Ben Simmons still you know the things that happened against the Raptors and the Celtics you know I said they were going to happen again until he can shoot and you know obviously like the 76ers fans like oh we're the one seed uh, you know one bad game doesn't make you know this this or this and I was like shut the fuck up I, I didn't say that I just I didn't want to argue I don't like arguing that much but it, 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 it's one of those things where I guess the fans still feel sensitive about it. And also they were the one seed. So they're like, well, you know, how can you say it doesn't work when we're the one seed? And I was like, it's going to happen again. Like nothing about what Ben Simmons is doing in the, in the regular season right now. It's not something he's like not done before. Like I've seen everything he's doing before. You know, I didn't expect him to shoot 30 fucking percent from the free throw line. That that was new. I didn't expect that. But, like, everything else, yeah, I expected that. I expected him to average, like, 14 points, single digits every other game. So, like, I'm not, I'm not sure how much credit to give the Hawks for that because I already saw that coming. You know, Embiid was great. Tobias was, like, whatever. But the thing with Tobias is, you know, he's... They want him... They, they want him to be the number two when really he's the number three. And when Ben Simmons can't be the number two, you know, Tobias has to be the number two. And he's just, like, he's just not good enough for that. You know, that's that's kind of how I feel about Chris Middleton a little bit, where he's the number two, but a lot of times he's forced to be the number one because Giannis, like, he's just not a go-to scorer like that. So a lot of times... Middleton has to be a number one. But I think if Middleton played alongside like a true, like if he played again alongside like a, you know, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron, uh, Kevin, Kevin Durant, he would be, his, his shooting percentages in the playoffs would just be much better. Because, you know, those guys get like real double teamed. Giannis gets double teamed when he's driving and then like in transition but he doesn't get like if you watch these playoffs like they weren't doubling him one on one the Nets were pretty much like nah Blake got him and you know what a lot of times Blake did have him and you know the Hawks were like nah Capella and Okongwu they got him and you know what a lot of times they did have him so you know, the, so I'm not sure how much credit to give to the Hawks. Like, I do think they're a good team. I think they're going to be a good team next year as well and the years after that because they're so young. And um, I expect them to be really good next year as well. Probably, like, if it's an 82-game season, which I imagine it will be, I expect them to be, like, a 50-52 win team. So, you know, Trey has to, get, Trey has to become a better shooter. They're going to get reddish, like, completely healthy. DeAndre is coming back. Um, Akongwu is going to get better. Uh, we'll see what happens with Collins, you know, if he's going to stay or if he's going to go. Because if I'm if I'm the Hawks, I'm not sure I pay him the max at all, honestly. Because I just feel like there's too many... Like, talent-wise, he's a, I think he's a max player. 
but just not for that team. Like, if he's going to be a max player, he needs to be on a team that has a, a stretch five. Like, I think him in Dallas would not be bad if, like, he's playing next to, like, Kristaps or something. Or him next to Cap. But, like, the problem with that would be, like, your front line is just so bad on defense. Like, I think Cat's an average defender. Like, I don't think he's as bad as people say, but, like, he's not a good defender. So I just think your front line would be so weak. He has to be with, like, a good stretch five that can, like, protect the rim. And, like, I know people are going to say, oh, but Kristaps can't do that. Like, he used to be able to, though. So, like, you're hoping Kristaps can do that again. Um, but, like, if, if you're the Hawks and you're going forward with Capella and then a Kongwu, I don't see how you can keep Collins. Like, it would just be a waste of, like, your money. So if I were them, I wouldn't like I wouldn't bring Collins back unless it's for like a 20, 20 mil per year type deal. It is also interesting because the Suns took Tory Craig from them, and I still think that was one of the dumbest things. Like I still don't understand that from the Buck side. Like an athletic two-way, not a two-way wing, but like an athletic wing who can defend. And like make corner threes and like he's been actually like a really good three-point shooter for the Suns so you just gave that up for what was a cash consideration like that made no sense to me like especially like you lose your depth from that you're all you're already only playing what like six seven guys in that net series what'd you play like six guys and now you're playing what seven guys maybe eight guys so you're, you you've lost your depth from that and now, you, like, Tory Craig, he's been, like, a pretty crucial piece for the Suns. That could have been your guy. You know, I can fully see, like, Tory Craig just averaging, like, randomly, like, 12 points a game. Hitting, like, a couple clutch threes from the corner in, in like, a pivotal game five. Um, yeah, it's going to be, like, if I'm not mistaken, like, the Suns are favorite. I think they're, like, minus 160 or 180, and, like, the Bucks are plus 160. So, Vegas, I, I imagine, like, they're looking at it like no Giannis. But I think he is going to come back. I think he will come back this playoffs. I think he will come back these finals. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about was just, like, who this finals is the most important for. I think number one has to be Chris Paul. I think if he gets this championship, like, no more talk about John Stockton. I don't want to hear about Steve Nash. I don't want to hear about even Isaiah because I still think Isaiah's two runs are pretty overrated. Like, okay, the second one's actually not overrated at all. The first one, however, I did not think he was good at all. I don't see how you can look what he did on those the first playoffs and think, oh, yeah, this is like I'm giving so much credit to Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas here. I just don't see how you can do that. Chris Paul wins the championship. He's a top five point guard all time. It goes Magic, Steph, Probably Jerry West. I still think Jerry West is a point guard. Two is Oscar, four is Oscar, and then Chris Paul. And I think a couple more years, and I think Chris Paul might have a chance to like probably go ahead of Oscar for me. Oscar and I, mean, I don't know about West. Probably go ahead of Oscar for me. I don't know about West. I'll have to think about that really. But Chris Paul, he's gonna go down. He'll probably be a top twenty player all time then. He's going to be, like, right behind, like, a Dirk, like, a Kevin Garnett. Like, he's going to be right behind those guys. I still think those guys, like, if you ask me to pick, 
like who I'm starting a team with, I'm taking those guys over Chris. But like, he's gonna be like right behind them. He might even be ahead of like a David Robinson. You know, so he's got he he's got a chance for like a top twenty player, top five point guard, undisputed all time. Um, the second guy, Giannis. If you look at his first leap, you know we've already talked about his his playoff struggles, and now even if you, even if I still believe that those struggles are going to happen going forward, he's going to have a championship. Like he's not he's he's essentially a made man. Like there. Now he can just play for more championships instead of like fighting for that first one and still having like that ish to scratch. He's already gonna have a championship now, if he wins it, of course. Um, I think his legacy is the like. It might even be more important than Chris Paul because he's got the two MVPs and the Depot, and he's only twenty six. So it's gonna be interesting. I don't know. I'm still going to go with Chris Paul as more important just because he's about to... He's 36. Like, he just doesn't have that many years left. Giannis still has years left to keep winning or try to keep winning. But if Giannis wins, we're going to have to start looking at him as like a top 35 player all-time already. Maybe even a top 30 player all-time already. Um, After that third, I think... Probably Devin Booker, right? Because it's another thing where you win these titles young and I don't want I don't want to hear ever again about, you know, I didn't do this, I didn't do that. You know, if Chris Paul retires or he leaves, you know, I don't want to hear anything about, you know, I'm a good stats, bad team guy because I've already won a fucking championship. So shut the fuck up. It's one of those things. Uh, the fourth guy, I would say Chris Middleton. Because I think he still doesn't get the respect that he deserves. Because I don't see how he's not as good as... Like, what makes Devin Booker better than him? What makes Donovan Mitchell better than him? What makes these players... Like, what makes Bradley Beal better than Chris Middleton? Like, I, don't, I really don't know what makes those guys better than him. He's a better shooter than them. He's a, probably, like, a comparable finisher to them. Playmaking-wise, I think he's probably a little better than... Like, he's probably a little better than both of them. He's a, he's a much better defender than all of them. So I don't exactly know what makes those guys better than him. But like people see those guys as better than him. So I think if Chris Middleton has a really good finals. And they win it. I think he's going to get talked about a lot more. As that type of guy. Um... Other than that, I think Monty and uh, Bud, I think it's going to matter for them a lot. Monty, just because, you know, I think, I think a lot got talked about him when he was with the, the Pelicans, the Hornets, whatever. And it wasn't all good. So I think he's going to have a chance to write that ship. And for Bud, it's like, yeah, talk shit about my adjustments, talk shit about this, talk shit about that. I don't give a fuck. I got a championship. I have a championship. And on top of that, I do think he's, like, adjusted pretty... Like, he's done some adjustments this series. He's done adjustments this series. He did adjustments against the Nets. 
so I think he's done those things, but I still I still think people don't see it like that. They still don't think he adjusts and all that shit. So you're not gonna be able to say anything about Bud after he wins the championship. Um Yeah, I think that's it. I have okay, this is my prediction. If Giannis is able to play from game one on, I have Bucks and six. If Giannis is not able to play for the entire series, I have Suns in five. If Giannis comes back before game three, or not before game three, before game four, so he comes back either game one, two, or three, game two or three, I have Suns in seven then. I just don't think they would lose a game seven. Or maybe they would because the Bucks did win a game seven, so like, that's interesting. I'm going to go with Suns in 7. I just think Chris Paul wants it so much this year. And Giannis won't be completely healthy. So I just think... I just think it would be Suns in 7 in that case. So yeah, those are my predictions. I got... No no Giannis. I got Bucks in 5. Giannis playing from game 1. I got Bucks in 6. And if Giannis comes back before game four, I have I have Suns in seven. But overall, I think it's going to be a really fun, good series if Giannis is able to come back. If he's not, I'm really not sure. Like, Middleton and Drew would have to go, like, really, really off. But other than that, I'm pretty excited. All right, thank you for listening, everyone. I was halfway up on the wings of a fantasy Looking out for love, didn't know what was good for me. I stay out every night and live it up, live it up, live it up, live it up now, baby.